It's time for everything you need to know in life you can learn from General Hospital, where we explore seven life lessons that this iconic soap teaches us every weekday. 60 years and going. I hope you'll join us. Hello, GH fans, current, former, and those joining us after 40, 50, 60 years. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So it's another week. This is the week of August 6th. So glad you could join us where we are reviewing the fantastic storyline still going on in General Hospital. We're so glad we're still getting episodes. Yeah. All right. We're going to get right into it. Number one, don't be afraid to let people in. These wise words were spoken by Laura Weber Baldwin Spencer Collins to Esme before she left for Eastern Europe. If Esme is truly being afflicted with amnesia, she needs to start letting folks in so she can connect and let them help her. Now, I still have my deep suspicion that she is faking, but either way, she needs to let folks in or it will be a lonely barbed existence for her until Ace grows up or she burns down poor Charles. <laughs> Most of us aren't in an Esme situation, but a lot of folks have trouble letting people in, whether that be due to an abusive past or some turbulent relationships. It does so often take a leap of faith. Luckily, most of the time that does work out. There are billions of people on the planet, folks, and for us to connect with is so important and learn from billions. We can help and folks to help us. I have touched on this before on this podcast and I come back to it every time I get a little stuck or discouraged. I recently had a large audio issue. Still not sure what caused it. I'm still having a few issues, but the one big issue I did get resolved because I did some Googling and YouTubing and I found the exact video I needed. And this wonderful man from Kenya, he recorded a video that helped me the exact point. And I think just thought about how amazing this is. He took the time to do this and who knows how many other people he helped as well. His name is David Mumga, Mumgwe. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'll put the link to his uh, profile in the notes as well. I was so appreciative, but in this time we live in, there are so many people out there to help us. And this just re- verified this fact and the fact that someone from Kenya could help me with my audio problem is just I'm so impressed and grateful and reminded how we can help each other so don't be afraid to let people in we aren't meant to go through this alone we can still have our alone time to recharge have a glass of wine and watch general hospital but having folks to share things with and talk about those great GH life lessons is where the real magic happens all right Number two, doing the little things and enjoying them is more important than we realize. Willow was speaking about this recently while she and Michael were folding laundry. And she talked about how thinking of the little tasks that she wouldn't get to do anymore, it helped keep her going during chemo because she didn't want to miss out on those moments. Oh my God, I really have not thought deeply about this before. But it gives us a new way to look at our long to-do lists and those laundry baskets, right? Life is full of these. And if we think of them more like a privilege, like Willow was speaking to, it changes these chores for us. We won't get to do them forever. We won't. So enjoy them like laundry. Do it with someone or crank up the music. A very witty podcast or the latest General Hospital episode, of course. 
Baking always lifts my spirits. And while I procrastinate on cleaning, we always feel better after it's done. It can be cathartic too. And when our current Sears vacuum dies, I am buying a fancy new one. It'll bring me joy and make for a cleaner house and happier helpers. Uh, I'm sure, right? <laughs> but seriously, as you go through your week, think of Willow and how grateful she is to fold laundry and to have that time with her family as well. And we're going to talk about this more in a later life lesson today. But my first job out of undergrad, I trained service dogs for the physically disabled and when I went to one recipient's house, she had a rare form of muscular dystrophy. And one thing that she could still do in the house was wash dis dishes. So she propped herself up on the sink and she washed dishes every night because it was a chore that she could still do. You know, she couldn't vacuum anymore. She couldn't mop anything. And she needed help with a lot of other stuff. But she could still do that. So that kind of brought that back for me, too, seeing this Willow um, scene with Michael talking about this. And I also thought back to Dr. Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who we've talked about before. You change the way you look at things. The things you look at change. Truth, people. That is the truth. And changing the way we view and tackle our daily chores, quote unquote, can make our lives happier. And I think we need to rephrase that term chores. How about jamming vacuum time with Tom Petty? Yeah. Or dusting and drinking time with Moosehead? <laughs> or folding time with General Hospital? I love it. I love it. I love it. Seriously. So, tackle those chores this week and think of them not as an obligation, drudgery, but as a privilege and have a little fun while doing it. Yes. Don't drink too much. <laughs> All right. Number three, when a tragedy such as Curtis is going through, um, strikes us, we cannot give up. Although his life will look different than prior to the shooting, it is still his life. And as Curtis, as we know, was shot at the Metro court pool, Currently, he's facing a diagnosis of being paralyzed from the waist down, and he is not handling this very well, as most people probably wouldn't and can be expected. But he is lashing out at our beloved Portia, telling her he wants something to do with her or Trina. And that's truly heartbreaking. Come on, Curtis. What? This is not the time to isolate yourself. Convalescing is not something to be done alone. As I spoke about in number one, we're not meant to do this thing called life alone. And in order to get through recovery and not give up, it's essential to have support. Curtis, luckily, he does have stubborn support. Finn recently was in his hospital room and was speaking to him on his current frame of mind. He said, you have to let the people you love in. Swallow a little ego. I'm paraphrasing, but and allow some support. Finn, in his wisdom, said this is where the real growth and recovery happens, both physically and spiritually. I think coming from Finn, this might have a little more impact on Curtis. And I think this would be a great time for GH to bring in a service dog for Curtis. There are so many great organizations now, like the one I used to work for, although it's not in business anymore. But there's many organizations out there to help folks who are in a wheelchair or physically disabled in any way. 
Canine Companions is still the main service dog provider. They used to be called CCI when I worked in that area, which was many years ago, Canine Companions for Independence. But just pop on their website. It is canine.org. What better website could there be, right? Look at the videos with all the yellow labs, like my wonderful Yingling, although he could never be a service dog. But (laughs) there are others as well that provide this amazing service, Freedom Service Dogs, Canine Partners for Life, which is actually in Pennsylvania near where um, I had worked when I was young. And many of these organizations, they now also have medical dogs for seizure alerts, diabetes to address recipients' psychiatric needs. There's medicalmutts.org. I'll put them all in the notes as well. And they can all help Curtis. So don't give up, Curtis. Ask for help. And don't you give up. Grow, change, make a donation to one of these great organizations so people like Curtis can get the help they need and come out stronger. Yes. All right. Number four. When a coworker is having a good cry, do stop and offer your support. Finn recently came upon Portia crying in the break room. And for a few seconds, he did think about leaving. <laughs> but the good doctor didn't do it. He went in to comfort Portia and then promptly texted Elizabeth. <laughs> so I know sometimes we are on a mission at work and just want to get to the bathroom, get back and get your work done. Sometimes, though, we need to stop take a pause and be there for our fellow humans. Portia is facing quite a challenge with an angry husband who might be facing paralysis and is pushing her away in his pain. She is going to need her friends and co-workers for support. And luckily, they will be there for her. At this juncture, when we can't deal anymore and are having one of those days and meltdowns, most times we just need someone to listen and a shoulder to lean on words of encouragement, but no advice needed. We all bring our human selves to work, people. Like like it or not, we need to be there for each other. Culture is so important in any workplace and is a major contributing factor that increases retention and decreases turnover. It is true. So the more we can be a little more human, the better for all of our companies and organizations we're a part of. The more at work, we can be kind and caring to one another, the more people will want to stick around, right? They'll, they'll stay longer in their roles. And it doesn't cost anything to be kind. It doesn't cost managers anything to be kind. And to be the kind of leaders that Chris Rollins talks about, and we've talked about him before. Um, he's a speaker, and he has an organization called Queer HR. And he really talks about this in his Ripple Effect Leadership Talk, really being there being present for your workers and making it a great place for everyone. So it's very easy to be kind, improve the daily life everyone experiences, the daily day they have at work. Yeah. All right. Number five. If you are facing a setback, you will figure it out. Just like Carly Spencer. She will get back everything she has lost. Life is so full of ups and downs, losses and triumphs. We see our beloved citizens of Port Charles go through so much, but they fight back. They recover from their setbacks and rebuild their lives. I think the mistake so many of us make is getting wrapped up in we have to make a specific plan, get specific training before we start anything. I think having a plan is great. 
But I think so many of us get stuck in the planning phase. We need to sometimes just start, take action, gain momentum. Doing this is paramount. Kathy Heller, of course, talks about this so much in her classes, her webinars, her podcast. And it's so true. Just start something. DSD, like Amy Porterfield, right? Do something different. Who would have thought? Carly? Corintho Spencer? Jax? <laughs> but who would have thought she would ever be running Kelly's? She's not a great cook or baker, but she has skilled employees who can do that. And she does have a background in hospitality. And she is a well-known, albeit sometimes polarizing, figure in the community. <laughs> but people will come to Kelly's, though, to be near Carly, just to see her. I want to say Carly Corinthos is like the Taylor Swift of daytime, truly. <laughs> and like all the great divas, Liza Minnelli, Elizabeth Taylor, Carly Corinthos will rise and rule again. And so will you. Take action. Take a class. We've talked about this before. Change something every day. Keep rising and changing like the indomitable Carly Corinthos. Yeah, Spencer. <laughs> All right. Number six, be patient with your children. Like our favorite characters on GHR, have you ever noticed on GH there are very few parental meltdowns? Now, there are other factors at play here. Good support network networks in Port Charles with extended family close by. Many of our GH family are pretty well off financially, so they don't have the same financial pressures raising children. Many of us do, but some of them do. They do have to balance, though, in Port Charles, much turmoil with unfaithful spouses, a freeze machine, viruses that might wipe out half the world, and warring mob factions. They're always at play. So there's a lot going on, a lot on their plates. But yet, they don't yell at their kiddos hardly ever. Recently, we have been seeing Maxie getting a little exasperated with her fighting kiddos, but no full-scale meltdowns. And Sam, with all her pressures, with Drew in prison and ensuring Scout is okay, she holds her composure so well and, of course, looks fabulous doing it. And then there's Olivia, who we focused on in our meditation this week. She can call folks out on the truth without screaming or losing her composure. No one has more on her plate right now than Olivia. Yeah. So when you are getting overwrought with a toddler in Macy's, okay, and I have to expand on this. I was in the bathroom at Macy's and this woman came in and was screaming at her kid about their pooping on the toilet. And, I, and she's like, I'm not playing games here. I'm like, what? Why aren't you playing games? You're in Macy's on a Sunday with your kiddo. Why would you be upset about their pooping? Like, <laughs> okay, people. And I, I thought about this life lesson. Like the people in general hospital have a lot to handle and they don't do these embarrassing, like frightening meltdowns. So we all can do a lot better. Yes, yes, yes. And if your middle schooler is addicted to their video games, let's find a better way. And this is pointed at me too. Let's find a better way to deal with that than screaming. Let's find a more, uh, you know, smart, smarter way to deal with that. Or if you're a high schooler or your grown child, you're upset about decisions they're making. Don't despair. Don't yell or lose your composure. 
or wear a whole paragraph in the middle of the mall. Don't do it. Stop. Think of the mothers in Port Charles and all they have to balance every day, sometimes with the fate of the world hanging in the balance, people. If they can hold it together, so can we. We don't often find ourselves in the middle of a mob war, balancing our job, making dinner, and getting that child to band practice on time. It should be doable for us with a calm demeanor. <laughs> I love it. All right, number seven. In the wise words of Carly Corinthos, she has always been able to stand on her own. And she has benefited in the past from the financial security of her husband's. She recognizes this privilege and she has always known deep down inside that she is strong and that the money success and the luxury life that she has lived do not make her who she is. The heart and soul of Carly Spencer is strong and it is her being. She just is. Carly doesn't need the houses, the money, the cars. Admittedly, she's enjoyed it, especially in being able to provide the best for her children. But the wealth never defined her, never defined her being or herself. We all can learn so much from this storyline and the depth of self-actualization Carly truly has. She understands the physical world and the wrappings of wealth are just a mirage. It's not true happiness. It's not who you are. Obtaining wealth through a journey, hopefully a fun journey, right? Of building a business or making a neighborhood diner into something amazing, later franchising Carly maybe. <laughs> that is where the life is in taking those steps, making those mistakes, learning, meeting people, making the world a better place. Yes, Carly knows that. Even in the face of her current financial crisis and withdrew in prison, Sonny facing more malevolent actors in his world, she is looking forward to running Kelly's and reestablishing it as a community hub and seeing where she can take it. This is where happiness, fulfillment, joy, this is where it comes from in the building, in the making of something, in changing a community, changing the world. We can all have an impact, just like Carly Corinthos, Spencer. <laughs> and if anyone can change the world, it is Carly Corinthos. Courageous Carly can stand on her own. Yes, she can. And so can you. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to do a quick recap of our seven life lessons this week of August 6th. Don't be afraid to let people in. Number one, let them come in and help you. It does take a leap of faith, but you can do it. Number two, doing the little things and enjoying them. It's more important than we realize. Think of Miss Willow. Number three, when a tragedy such as Curtis is going through strikes, we cannot give up. Do not give up. Reach out for help. Number four, when a coworker is having a good cry, do step in and offer support. That's all you need to do, but don't walk by. <laughs> Number five, if you're facing a setback, you will figure it out. Just like Carly Spencer. She will get back everything she has lost and so will you. Number six, be patient with your children. Like our favorite characters on GHR. Don't be like that lady in Macy's screaming at her kid. And I know, I know it has happened to all of us, so... But we can all do better and learn from our wonderful citizens of Port Charles. And number seven, 
Carly Corinthos has always been able to stand on her own. And so can you. Uh, have a great week. Don't be catty. Use your big mouth for good. And check us out at C-A-T-T-E-E Girls on Instagram. And if you want to be on the podcast, I am looking for guests to let me know how General Hospital has changed your life. All right. Take care.